Welcome to Abstract Audio, the podcast presenting life as an abstract art form. The show that encourages you to proceed beyond the tangible, to extract the infinite from the finite, to see with the mind what you cannot physically see with the eyes. Oh, this? It's an emancipation. It's an exploration into areas usually overlooked. Explore with me on today's episode. Hey, everybody. What's going on? As per usual, this is your girl, Amber Janae, and you're listening to Abstract Audio, the podcast. So glad to be here with you today. So glad, in fact, that I'll even do a quick recap for you if you missed the last episode. Hey, no judgments if you did. But remember, we build off discussions from previous weeks here, so it always helps to stay up to date. So last time, we hopped off the wild ride that is modern survival. We talked fear, instincts, procreation, and more. Trust me, it was great. And speaking of trust, you didn't expect me to just breeze past the topic of relationships and safety nowadays without touching on that, right? Of course you didn't. You know, you guys know me so well, after all. We're practically besties. Yeah, you know me. But do we as a race and as a culture really know who or what to put our trust in anymore? I mean, sure, we have natural instincts as we talked about at length in our survival series. And yes, I will be playing that every time I mention it. I just learned how to add music, so y'all about to be sick of me. (laughs) But point is, often it seems our instincts tend to get us in more trouble than they get us out of sometimes, right? I mean, after our relationship chat last week with our guest, Peace Supreme, who was amazing, by the way, be sure to follow him. He's doing big things. Uh, But after that, I was honestly stuck in this space where I was examining the intersection between what we perceive as normal behavior in relationships and the risks we're willing to take to find our safe space, to find a person we can trust and confide in, that kind of catch-22, and even more so, that imbalance between what we dish out and what we expect in return. I was quickly confronted with the fact that what we see play out on the daily is so far from normal. Men don't trust women. Women don't trust men. The people don't trust the government. The government damn sure don't trust the people. You have conspiracy theories left and right, which I'm not bashing by any means. You know, most of them hold merit. Uh, But you have fake news. You know, half of what you see on the internet is complete bullshit. So where does that leave us? How do we weed through the endless falsities? What can we trust? Uh, Speaking for myself, That leaves me skeptical as all hell. In my opinion, that's why so many of us go looking for answers. If you feel something is being withheld from you, you want to know what it is, right? Ladies, if our instincts tell us there's something in that man's phone, what are we going to do? We're going to go searching. Guys, if that job not paying you enough, what we doing? We on the job site searching for a new one on our lunch break. If your man or woman ain't acting right, what do you do? You want Instagram posting thirst traps or on Tinder swiping with your freaky asses. We trust that if the answers aren't here, that they're elsewhere. And we trust our ability to find them for the most part. But what happens when years of trauma and mistreatment 
have corroded our ability to trust in people and ourselves. What if so many instances of, say, the government lying to us or your partner lying to you, family gaslighting you, making you doubt yourself? What happens when your compass is thrown off, when your bullshit detector is busted? So I took a poll earlier in the week uh, via social media uh, that asked, are you a person who goes into situations trusting and withdraws it if need be, or a person whose trust has to be earned out the gate? 62% of y'all said your trust has to be earned. And that means 62% of y'all are bullshitting. No, no. (laughs) To me, it just means y'all have been hurt or betrayed badly in the past to make you feel that way. Because in reality, uh, the willingness to trust others is built into our DNA. Working together has always been key to the survival of our species. Having faith in one another is in the best interests of both the individual and the collective, especially in times of risk or uncertainty. So if there were ever a time in our history this talk needs desperately to be had, it's now. Social science tends to agree that we humans enter this world hardwired to trust. It begins from the moment you're born. You know, you rely on your mother, her milk, her voice, her care. You feel secure. You feel safe and at peace. And as life goes on, you venture out on your own, you know, searching for that safety and that peace elsewhere. And in doing so, we develop unique ways to discern who or what you can trust to ultimately achieve that goal. Well, it turns out these ways aren't so unique after all. As studies have shown, for instance, we often tend to trust people who are similar to us in some way. People who look like us, you know, dress like us, talk like us. I mean, that's a no-brainer. But what really piqued my interest is things like touch also hold a lot of weight. You know, there's a reason firm handshakes make you feel more secure. A solid handshake translates to that person being solid in our minds. A soft rub on the shoulder is soothing and comforting for a reason. Eye contact, you know, things like that. Uh, The fact that such small things can be the deciding factor in trustworthiness kind of makes me uneasy. And to think y'all are out here sharing your bodies and the entirety of your souls with people. And yeah, sure, all these things feel good in the moment. Shit, it feels great. But we've seen it time and time again, you know, people being lulled into a false sense of security then bam, taken advantage of, lied to, hurt, or worse. But how could this be? Our natural instincts told us this person or this situation was solid, right? If we were wrong, were our instincts wrong? I mean, you know I subscribe to the idea that there is no right and no wrong. Uh, But part of growing is realizing our intuitions often veer towards trust first, ask questions later. And accepting that everyone simply doesn't have our best interest at heart. Truth is, those who don't mean us well can easily imitate the outward appearance of someone genuine. It doesn't take much to convince us because we want to believe in others, see the best in them. And that gets us in a lot of trouble. Just look at our elected officials. We like smooth talkers. You know, we like nice smiles. We like beautiful lies more than we like harsh truth. So sure, you could blame biology, uh, but in truth, I blame society. Or should I say, what society has become? We used to be able to leave our doors unlocked. Kids used to be able to be out all day playing till the streetlights came on. 
sure, there have always been scams, just like there have always been suckers to lick. And that's not a diss. That's a fact. Like, okay, moment of transparency. I'm big enough to admit that I am not very street smart. Y'all, I am book smart. (laughs) So yes, I too have been the sucker before. The jig is up. (laughs) Yeah, I've put my trust in the wrong people. Of course, we all have. The wrong business ventures. I've overshared preemptively, etc. Sure, all that. I've always had an open book kind of mentality, uh, but I'm slowly moving away from that because growth is also realizing that not everyone deserves to know you or hear your story. Not everyone deserves your energy. Anyway, it seems we kind of all feel that way because our society's ability to trust and be open with one another is disintegrating at an alarmingly rapid pace. We think of trust as precious. And while it is rare in true practice, it's simultaneously the basis for almost everything we do as a civilized people. Trust is the reason we're willing to exchange our hard-earned money for goods and services, or pledge our lives to another person in marriage, or cast a vote for someone who we expect to accurately represent our interests. Shit, it's even on our money. In God, we trust, right? And speaking of money, we trust that the banks actually gonna have our shit every time we pull up. That's crazy to me. Uh, It's really funny, too, because in the past, you know, the bank used to be under grandma's mattress, (laughs) along with all our other important documents. (laughs) Now we rely on laws and contracts as safety nets. Uh, but even they are ultimately built on trust in the institutions that enforce them. We don't know that justice will be served if something goes wrong, but we're told to have enough faith in the system to just let them handle it. But do we? Hell no. A lot of the things we say we trust in, we just do because it's the most convenient option. And it's made to be the most convenient option. Like, we don't really trust these websites when we give them access to our personal information, but we want to be entertained. It's a click. It's quick and easy. In my opinion, all this shit is by design. Like social media. While it may not have started out this way, uh, the algorithm now is made to divide us and pit us against each other. You know, heighten interpersonal mistrust. Keep us distracted and doom-scrolling arguing with virtual adversaries so we have less presence of mind to question what's really going on around us. They would rather we trust them, but they don't need us to agree with them. They would just as easily want us to fear them. See, the people running this world would rather us be confused and scared and distracted and complacent because in that state, we're easier to control. Same reason your significant other gaslights you. It's all about control. Trust is one of the most essential forms of power a leader has, but fear is often just as motivating, if not more. Take 9-11, for instance. Bush needed a strategy to rally around and a threat to protect us from. The crack epidemic. Reagan had the public fear Black people, painted them out to be wild, dangerous drug addicts to serve this country's own agenda. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. You always hear that trust is this sacred foundation on which all relationships are built, you know, romantic or otherwise. And it makes sense. You know, I always love to think of that reference to castles built on sand versus castles built on stone. 
mainly because I'm way overdue for a vacation and it's getting warm outside. (laughs) But the point is, you need a strong foundation for anything you build. But building trust itself is a bitch. Am I right? Like anyone who's had to rebuild trust with someone knows it's damn near impossible. So can it be salvaged in our society? Can we handle that kind of transparency and openness in every area of our lives? Well, that depends. Do you think trust is a feeling or a choice? I like to think it's a little bit of both. Uh, But I also feel there are some things we just aren't meant to know. You know, ignorance is bliss, right? (laughs) Some secrets are better off secrets, and we're all entitled to them. The fact is, secrecy is not the enemy of trust. Deception is the enemy of trust. So we know why we trust so eagerly. We know a bit about the deception that's caused our society's mistrust. But I don't want to get into pitchfork territory here. (laughs) So how can we get trust back on track? Carefully, that's how. If we're expected to reap the benefits of a trusting society, if we want this to be a society worth living in for our kids, our grandkids, if we want a world that continues to make beautiful art, because as you know, art and trust go hand in hand. You know, I read somewhere that if creativity is a flower, trust and belief are the soil, roots, and water that nourish it. But anyway, it's because of this that we shouldn't flat out withhold trust. We just need to use it more wisely. I mean, we can never be 100% certain of another's motivations, intentions, character, or future actions. We simply have to choose with discernment. But even still, I know all too well that shadows of mistrust tend to linger. And that's totally normal. Pain like that doesn't just go away. But there's a few things we can do to reduce that self-doubt and gain that confidence back in ourselves and with others. It starts by adjusting our mindset. For instance, I've found that you really have to know yourself, live authentically, be genuine in your interactions. I've heard somewhere that if money is the currency of transaction, trust is the currency of interaction. Like, you know, they say you have to spend money to make money. You have to give trust to get trust. And if you don't trust yourself, nobody else will either. At the same time, though, always be questioning. Personally, I try not to be a skeptic. You know, I try not to be too cynical, but I am naturally curious and inquisitive. And if you are too, that's okay. Trust the process. Take your time to build it up. Don't let nobody rush you. Trust requires consistency. Many people fall into the trap of blindly following or trusting because it's popular or convenient. So no matter what point you're at in the process, keep all three eyes open, okay? And for the love of all that is sacred, have a backup plan. When the banks fail, and y'all, they will fail, especially with the rise of cryptocurrency, etc., be prepared. Like when that nigga or that bitch fail you, have a plan A, a plan B, and even a plan C if it makes you feel better. Now, this doesn't make you any less trusting or shady or two-faced. And I'm a Gemini, so I hear that a lot. But nah, it just means you're erring on the side of caution. Do with that what you will, within reason, of course. (laughs) 
And since we're on the topic of caution, when it comes to what we're exposed to day in and day out in this age of technology, I feel more and more that the idea of media literacy, a new cultural discourse is necessary. When you can't tell what's real from what's fake, when you can't tell truth from the lies, I'm looking at you, artificial intelligence, a higher level of critical thinking will undoubtedly be needed moving forward. What's crazy to me, though, is that our world is so fucked that we need to put all these things into play for something that comes so naturally to us, right? None of these things are inherently easy to do because this isn't how we're meant to live. They say, oh, trust your gut like it's so easy. Like my gut isn't full of chipotle and fiery contempt bred from lies my exes fed me. Okay, you caught me again. I don't trust niggas as far as I could throw them. But that speaks to me and my inner work. You damn right it's not easy. It's hard as hell. So today, I'm challenging you. If you can't trust others, if you can't trust the system, trust yourself. The universe will tell you how to handle each situation and each individual if you listen. And at the end of the day, trust is highly contextual, highly subjective, and like most things, a lifelong learning process. But if you master it, there's no limit to the ways it can better your life and the world around us. Well, that wraps up our segment for today. Thank you guys again for rocking with me. I trust you enjoyed this as much as I did, and I hope to see you back next time. Until then, head on over to theabstractaudioshow.com for updates. We got some big changes coming soon. So stay tuned and always appreciate the abstract in your life.